0: Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. This week we've got a special episode right for you. The AFLW trade period has just finished uh, at the end of last week. There's been lots of big trades, lots of big news, delistings, retirements, all that. We've got all of it for you. Alex Doherty, of course, our resident AFLW expert. You're all over it, mate.
1: Oh, As always, Captain, I'm very excited. We've got, we've, got live rank, we've got trade rankings for us all and uh, we're going to dissect every team. Alex Miller,
0: the Tigers had a few big moves. Good to see them uh, making some plays for a few more genuine quality players.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're looking at the, the ins and outs. They've really done a lot to get some top-end talent in. and You just hope, uh, you know, 2021, uh, whenever the season rolls around, that they can just get that list cohesion together. But lots of teams making moves, and it's, it's good, for, good, for it, good for it all. I like it.
0: We're going to start off with the Eagles. Uh, We're starting from the bottom of Conference B up and then we'll go to Conference A after that. Mm -hmm. So the Eagles, a few few players in, but a lot more out than in. Uh, Ashley McCarthy made her way over from the Dogs, uh, which Doc will be very unhappy to see, and Taylor Breslin from the Dockers. Mm -hmm. Both made their way into the club and they've lost Emily Bonsa, Tali Radan, who have both retired, Kate Bartlett, Cassie Davidson, Emily Maguire, Danika Piscaneri, and Tani Testa, all delisted. For the Eagles, so they're going into the draft with only three picks: three, eighteen, and thirty-two. Uh, so they're they're starting a bit further back. The Eagles. What do you reckon about their trade period, Doc?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Look, I'm not too sure about the um, the Eagles dropping some of their their taller players. I I, I, I kind of rate em, Emily McGuire and, and Piscaneri mm-hmm. as well. Was 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 a, was a bit of a shock because uh, a lot a lot, lot, lot of talk about her in the lead up to the season this year. Um, yeah, as as you, <clears throat> excuse me, as as you'd imagine, um, bit bit shattered about Ashlyn McCarthy, but, um, in in a world where you know you've got, well, you have to look after you have to look after yourself outside of footy as well. You know, you got you got you got no choice but to um, you know, wish them well, and and send them on their way. West Coast have got a really good player with, with um, Ashlyn McCarthy. You know, very tough tough in and under player, good runner as well. Um, if they feel like. She, um, you know, they've got enough midfield power in there with uh, Swanson and 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 Dana Hooker. They can they can float her up forward as well. She kicked um six goals in six games in her debut season a couple of years ago. So it, it's a good one. I don't mind Taylor Bres- Breslin as well. Kind of fell out a favourite Freo for mine. Uh, Alex Miller and very very tall and agile uh, kind of kind of player. Kind yeah. of gets the, kind of gets the jobs on on the bigger forwards. So I think. I think, that, that's, I think that will certainly help their uh, their key defensive stocks for sure. Yeah,
2: that's the big thing I thought last year in particular, West Coast were lacking. Um, you know, their defence wasn't the worst, but especially, I think with the expansion teams, we've spoken about it before, getting, getting a good established list for the first two or three se- seasons in terms of keeping the same group of uh, players together will be key. So, you know, McCarthy is a huge pickup, you know, Doc yourself, how talented she is, and you know, the Dogs, get they, they do pretty well in return. You, th- you think about the assets that are aqu- acquired from the deal. So, you know, I think it's, a, it's as tough as it is to see a go. I reckon it's a, it's a good deal for both, cat. I reckon.
0: Yeah, not too bad. Um, yeah, obviously, the Eagles got that concession pick, uh, that pick 16, which they did trade to the Dogs. Uh, and the swapping the pick two for three really doesn't change anything for their draft position. No. Uh, The Dockers obviously finishing higher on the table until later on. So I think that's a pretty solid win there for the Eagles. Good trade. Uh, You'd just be looking to see if obviously before the season comes in 2021, they'll have have the opportunity to trade any delisted players or to sign any delisted players. And I think they'll still have a few spots on their list after the draft. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I think overall, not too bad for the Eagles.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a very good, it's a very good trade period for the Eagles. I think, they they kind of kind of got what you know they've got a, they've got themselves a, two players that I think will be in their best 21 next year. Um, not sure where they can where they'll go in the grand scheme of things. They didn't have a good year this year, and but I think right. but I think they've they've got they've got a lot of young players to work with and a lot of inexperience as well. So it's um I it would be interesting to see where we where we see the Eagles in 12 months time, boys. But uh in, a, in our tra- in our in our trade. Rankings uh where do we have them from one to fourteen look I'd have the uh
0: in terms of how well they did, I'd put the Eagles probably above average uh just because of McCarthy obviously they got over pretty much nothing. It was a trade that they had to they had to move that pick on and Breslin not too bad with that uh fourth rounder, so I'd probably put them around the six or so mark Thought it was yeah, good I've for got them.
2: them six I've got them six doc on my little notepad here list I think uh, yeah, they did all right. I think the biggest thing for West Coast is, like you said, the young talent coming through is good. So, if they do well at this draft, I think West Coast will be coming out of this trade period being relatively happy. So, internally, I think they'd probably rate themselves above average. But, yeah, I've got them six, middle of the row.
1: Yeah, I've actually got them six as well, Alex Miller. I think um, the, two, the two the two, players they've got in, you know, will certainly provide a lot yep. for, for the, um, the rest of the squad. You know, we, I can't speak highly enough about Ashland McCarthy boys. I really can't um hmm. she's she's a a wonderful athlete you know a very tough player um you know we saw saw her move from the four to the midfield this year and she just took she just took it on with the plum so yep. uh, i six, look six for mine i think taylor breslin will have something to prove next year boys i, I really think she's a good a, yeah. a good one on one defender
2: i think she's definitely got a uh, point to prove exactly Doug, because she knows what she's capable of and i think uh, picking her up west coast no what she can actually do. So she'll be looking to improve and hopefully get some cohesion and form back into her. So, yeah.
0: Next up on the table, we've got the Bulldogs. We're going to try not to be <laughs> here all day because Doc's going to have plenty to say about <laughs> them. Only one player in, in Katie Lynch from the Pies and out, Ashley McCarthy's, as we just talked about, to so the Eagles, Hannah Munyard from the Crows uh, has gone to the Crows, and Nicole Callanan retiring at the end of the season. Uh, The Dogs are now holding picks 2, 11, and 16. So two Mm -hmm. first rounders, uh, beginning of the second rounder, which puts them pretty well in the Vic Vic pool dock. Uh, They'll be looking to fill up the list with a few more young kids, and you'd think the rebuild would be going along pretty well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, look, look at the draft picks there, you know, That's in in the Victorian talent pool, that's picks two, six and 10. So that's three picks inside the Victorian top 10, which is an amazing win for the Bulldogs for mine. I think, yeah, it it does come at a bit of a cost. We we just talked about McCarthy. Hannah Munyard is one that, you know, I was really saddened by because I was really encouraged by her progress this year. Only played three games, but showed a lot of run and pace on the outside. And I think we we will talk about her in Adelaide shortly but um but the, the 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 picks that we'll get with, with this is it will be will be beneficial for us going forward i mean it, it's pretty pretty clear and obvious nathan burke wants to rebuild this list and we've got a lot a lot of the players that have recommitted beyond 2021 which is fantastic yeah um and and look and katie lynch too boys a uh, high, high high rated first round pick from two years ago Hasn't hasn't had much of a go at Collingwood, at Collingwood, but she's a big-bodied uh, forward that can play in the midfield as well. So, and, and look, when you, when you look at it, I don't think big-bodied midfielders is something that the Dogs really do have. You know, no. Ellie Blackburn's uh, a, a more of a small, a smaller type of midfielder. You know, Gabby Newton's Gabby Newton's about 175. So, yeah. I think I think that's our tallest mid. So if, if they can if they can groom Katie Lynch to become a midfield a full time midfielder, I mean that that's a, that's a big win for the Dogs.
2: Yeah, I think a lot. Well, really, if you're looking at the ins and outs, Kat, you alluded to before. The biggest thing that the do, uh, Dogs get back here is currency in the draft, and we talked about you know where it puts them in terms of the Victorian Victorian pool. So I think you know Manya is a big blow for mine, like you said, Dog. You know a good pickup for the Crows, who you know we're going to get to later on, obviously, but. I think overall, it a lot rides on the Katie Lynch. That's not saying there's a whole lot of pressure on her because it's quite a low risk deal in terms of, you know, she's come from a Collingwood outfit who didn't really get a chance. And like you said, Doc, it feels a void in terms of a big body mid being able to slot into a role that's going to be vacant. So hopefully, she just gets the game time is the biggest thing for mine.
1: You, you'd reckon you'd reckon she'll get the game time. You know, yeah. I think. But... What Nathan Burke will want is to get is to get games into the, into these younger players, and there's there's a lot of them in here. I mean, you know, we we talk about the uh, the four draft picks that they had in the first round last year. You know, Na- mm-hmm. uh, Naomi Ferris is still pretty young. Deanna Berry, uh, I know I've potted a, a little bit, you know, this <laughs> this season, but she's still relatively young. You know, Kirsten McLeod all, all, and Celine Moody, you know, all these girls are still young, and and they're and they're they're going to get better, and I'm and I'm very excited to see what the future. Holds for the dogs in you know in a couple of years, we might we might we might have a it might be another tough year next year, but you know when you look at the list that we've got here, how can you not get excited? Yeah, that's I the biggest thing.
0: I wouldn't know the numbers off by hand, Doc, but I think you look at the list profile of the dogs, and it'd have to be close to one of the youngest in the well, league. It's
2: the third youngest or second youngest, there you
0: go. Was,
1: I think it would have to be close. Surely yeah, it'd be close to the youngest. Uh, I think you're, you, got, it, you're in a good yeah.
0: position going forward. If they finish down the bottom of the ladder this year, I don't think uh, I don't think you'd be too fussed because there's still some very top end talent coming in last year, uh, namely by the name of one Prisparcus, uh the younger Prasparkas Junior, <laughs> coming Whoa. through, who the Dogs would be very anxious to try and get on that list and really complete the rebuild. Uh, so if you, you know, if they notch up only a few I... wins and play the kids, you never know.
2: Yeah. And they, I, I they just I, want to see the young players get the chances, like, regardless of the results. I think the biggest thing that you were frustrated about last year, Doc, was the game time to certain players. Just Get Nell in. You know, Give Nell yeah, every game this year. Just, um, get I Easy Grant in more. If you're going to go rebuild, boys, I reckon just go all out, play the youth. We've seen in the AFL, sort of the Crows flick that switch in terms of a denial team. Not saying the Bulldogs AFLW team is, but I think now Berkey's got a clear mold of where he wants to go. So where do we have them ranked?
1: Uh, I have them ranked third for mine, just for the cool. um the influx of picks that they've got in. You know, I think this year's draft class is reportedly to be a big a big one. Uh, the top 10, mm. three picks inside the Victorian top ten is a, a huge get. Uh, you know, I think we, we talked about we talked about the Ashley McCarthy trade. You know, a while ago, asked Caroline and asked mm. what you thought, who you thought won that more, and you kind of you kind of said, you know, oh, Ashley McCarthy probably probably not worth the uh, the pick that we got in return, but and look, and look, there there is there is a bit of a bit of understanding of that because she's still she's still quite inexperienced. There's what she's played twelve games of league footy, Ashley yep. McCarthy, and and she's worth a first round pick. So I, I think the dogs uh, the dogs are a big winner here for mine. Third, third Katie Lynch, she's the uh, the wild card. Yeah, yeah that's that's I world. think. I think I'm
0: probably going to put the dogs about maybe about fifth or so I'd have them higher, but I just think they maybe would have done better if they kept a few more of those picks gone for a bit more depth. Obviously you're not going to get the same quality in the later rounds as you are on the first rounds, but it couldn't hurt to uh, have a few more players on the list, but I think they still did well for themselves, managed to move themselves up the draft quite well, got a player that they needed and managed to accommodate the players that wanted to leave. Uh, and for the first time in a couple of years probably didn 't get didn 't get uh too hard by the other clubs, so fifth place for women.
2: yeah i've got i 've got them fourth uh similar to you doc I just think um uh, the lynch trade will be a big one in terms of her progression Because she 'll get the game time like we said so but I think in terms of the biggest thing is the draft going to the draft in the dog 's position in terms of having two sixteen uh sorry. Yeah, they get two and sixteen from that deal uh, with West Coast. So, you know, dogs are in a good spot, really good spot. And I think um, come draft, they will probably have the youngest list going around. So, yeah, I've got them uh, fourth on my rankings.
1: Can I can I just quickly add? I think that deal with um, McCarthy that saw the dogs go from pick three to pick two is really smart. You know? mm. I think because we, we we will talk about Melbourne a little later, but they they were looking to get some uh to get some draft picks as well. And you know, for the dogs, you know, they they could have easily been had the third pick in the Victorian draft and and be yeah. fine with it. But to to move swiftly and get that second, the second best Victorian talent, is is a is a huge one for mine. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, the next team we've got up is one of my favourites, the Saints, uh, who mm-hmm. I thought for for mine just before. Well, obviously we've got the discussion to go ahead, but. I thought they had a really, really strong trade period in Bianca Jacobson and Jade Van Dyke from Melbourne and Carlton, who I'm big fans of both of these players. I've seen lots of Jacobson at VFLW level and for the Ds at AFLW level. And Jade Van Dyke obviously been very strong uh, for the Hawks mm. and the VFLW. Hasn't shined so much in Carlton's backline, but she's still got plenty of years ahead and has obviously got lots of strong players to compete with there. So moving to the Saints probably good for her. And our Emma Mackie and Courtney Munn both retired. Jess Cedgenary made her way to Adelaide. Ali Drennan to the Gold Coast. And Sammy Johnson, Melissa Keyes and Kelly O'Neill all delisted. Mm. Uh, coming into the draft, the Saints are holding pick 6, 24, 34, 40 and a fourth round selection, which is currently looking at pick 57. Doc, what did you make of the Saints trade period?
1: They, they did very well for themselves, St Kilda. Um, yeah, as you said, right from the get-go, Kat, I think you would you'd be very happy with uh, both, both Beaker Jacobson and Jade Van Dyke. Uh, you know, I've been a huge fan of Jacobson since day one. Uh, very, very athletic player who can almost play almost every, virtually every role around the ground. She's, you know, we know her best football is as a defender, as she's shown so often at Melbourne. But she, she's played, you know, rolls up the gr- further up the ground, has floated up forward as well for Carlton in her first year, has and, and has kicked a couple of goals. So you know, she's a very, ha- she'll be a very handy player and where she, where these two players will play for the Saints next year is going to be really, really interesting because I thought St. Kilda, I think St. Kilda's uh, defensive structures are actually pretty sound as it is. I mean, you talk about, you know, Tilly lucas Rod and uh, who was, who was, in, was it Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick's a good, a, a good player as well. And uh, Tamara Luke, you know, they're, they're holding the, they're holding the fort down there and, um, Jade Van Dyke is a really good player, and uh, you know we we talk we have talked so often about her being a, a rising star winner at the BFLW level a couple of years ago. She absolutely broke out onto the scene at Carlton last year, and then oh, she she had she had she had, an in, she had an injury, so she didn't play much of this year. So, mm-hmm. and I think and I think given that where Carlton are at at the moment, I think they they see her now as a bit of surplus. So, mm-hmm. getting, so I think this is a good get for the Saints. I think. Maybe maybe they could see some, one of these two pushing a little bit further up the ground. I think I don't I don't know where you, I don't know what you think, Kat, because you're 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 the you're the Saints man here. Yep. Um, what what do you think about the idea of potentially floating Van Dyke into the middle?
0: Oh look, she's got the skills for it. That's for sure. Uh, they're not short of any of any midfield talent at the Saints. Obviously, Georgia Patrikios got lots of uh, lots of uh, airtime last year. Fantastic player. Uh Nikola Zenos plays in there as well. You know, they've mm. obviously got uh Rosie Dillon also fantastic in the midfield group. So they're not short for options there. They could put Van Dyke uh in the middle. Just depends really, I think, what they want to do with these younger players. If they wanna, you know, give them more time to develop in there or rotate them around. Couldn't hurt. They're all they're all very uh very damaging players, and I think we'll see uh plenty of use of all of them across the year.
1: I I agree. I think uh, I want to ask you this, Alex Miller. Um, we talked about their picks in the draft this year. They're going to have pick six, 24, 34 at the moment. And in that that's, that's inside the first couple of rounds in the Victorian talent pool. That actually equates to picks four, 16 and 23. So yeah. th- they're in a really good spot at the moment. I think even, even at the, at the draft table,
2: well, that's what I was going to say. I think picking up 24 and 34, you know, it doesn't look like much. But like you said, what it what it means in the draft pool is that they get that little bit of bump, a little bit of leverage for Jessalinko. So, um, a little bit of leverage. The Saints, you know, they do well considering, you know, they lose 22 and 36 but and 50, obviously. But as well, getting picked 40 is, is not bad. So, you know, I'm a big fan of Van, Van Dyke as well, Kate. You talked about we thought that she'd played keeps more games, but mm. she just looks she looks like she was a bit off last year just couldn't get that gel in that Carlton back line. So I think a fresh start would be good. And it's a low risk for the for the Saints in terms of what they had to give up. So I've got the Saints ranked pretty high boys. I've I've got them going uh, fifth.
0: I've put them I've put them second just from the oh, looking, oh. At, <laughs> looking at looking honestly, I think you look at their draft hand and you look what they gave up for Jacobson and Van Dyke and they basically have brought the, the picks back in that they gave up they pretty much lost nothing for two quality players who were gonna play all year so I've got them second
1: cool yeah look that, that's a that's a pretty good call I had them fifth as well because there's you know quite a few I think they're, they're probably one of the five biggest winners in the, in this trade period for mine because yeah as you said you know I they're, 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 their draft hand is strong and I think last year they showed you know just how good they they are at on the draft table. I mean, they picked up Nick Zenos really late, you know, Rosie Dillon was a good find and, and Tamara Luke as well. So I think, you know, I, I had the same fifth. you know, you could have, you could have uh, raffled pretty much three to five for mine. Cause they're, <laughs> they're um, cause all, 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 all the teams did really well.
0: Next awesome. up, we've got the pies uh, mm-hmm. who probably yeah, look, not a bad trade period for them. A few players in: Abby Green from North Melbourne, Alicia Newman from Melbourne, Imogen Purcell uh, coming in as well. And out, lots of outs for the Pies. Sarah Darcy and Sarah Dargan both making their way to the Tigers. Katie Lynch, as we spoke before, to the Dogs. Uh, and then we've got four retirees and one delisting: Georgia Gourlay, unfortunately, uh, out, and Michaela Roberts, Eliza Hines, Emma Grant, and Kalia Bentvelsen all. Retiring. So the Pies are coming into the draft with one, two, three, four, five, six picks this year. Uh, They'll be hitting the draft very hard. uh, But obviously, the Pies still have a very strong list, just finishing in that fourth position of Conference B. Only two wins off the top. So you'd think the Pies will be going around pretty strongly again this year, uh, Alex Doherty.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I don't think Collingwood actually did too bad for themselves here. all things considered I mean yeah, yes they've lost some pretty some pretty key players here for mine I think Sarah Darcy's a very underrated forward. you mm. know covers the ground extraordinarily well and a, and a pretty decent finisher too from past games I've seen and um Sarah Dargan you know still real re, still relatively young 21 years of age uh, boys and you know that, that that's a that's a that's a bit of a decent blow, but the players that they've brought in uh it's extraordinary uh, you know extraordinary ends for my for mine and i think i think abby green has it definitely feels a need of uh you know like a, se- a second a backup ruck to Shawnee layton because i didn't 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 think you know eliza hines was was there was their backup last year and now she's gone yeah. but also she can, she also provides such a such a key key target up forward i think when you when you look at Collingwood's list you know, there's not there's not many key forwards there that you can really say sets a water fire. Obviously, Chloe Malloy is is in there is in there. She, she should be their go through forward next year. Um, and I've I sp- and we speak uh, so highly about Sophie Alexander as well. But you know, I think Abby Green brings another dimension. Alex Miller.
2: Yeah, I think Newman's a really good get as well as Green. I, I'm really impressed that they've got. You know, Alicia Newman is is, is a good player. I think for mine. And I think, you know, as, as Kat alluded to, they, they lose some picks, but they gain a fair bit in terms of numbers going to the draft. So they got 19, 25, 31, and 33 in by trade. So mm. I think, um, you know, like you mentioned as well, Kat, Fratina went 4 and 2, finished second in the conference. What they've brought in and lost very little, I think they'd be really, really pleased with where they're at. I've actually got them third, boys, on my rank.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, I think I'm, I've got them about fourth. Uh, just that they've added really well, the pies to what is already a pretty good list profile. A few more mature players, mm. uh, and they'll be getting six draftees in. So even if, you know, even if only three of them are genuine players they want playing in that team, that's still a fantastic haul uh, for them. So I think... They're in for a big year, the Pies, if they can draft right. Fourth place for mine. Yeah,
1: look, I've got them seventh, boys. Um, look, I'm, 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 not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as He's big. Not an, I'm not as big an Alicia Newman fan as you, Alex Miller. I think she's, oh, she's a, she's a, gr- she's a great runner, but her skill set often leaves a lot to be desired for mine. She, uh, you know, she can run all she likes, but if she can't kick him, you know, what good are you to a football team. But the, the, the thing that Collingwood fans should be excited about for um Alicia Newman she's still only twenty four so she's still got a lot a lot of scope for improvement I think that's what Collingwood supporters will want to see uh, going forward you know these and this 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 draft picks are are, are amazing I think they, they they're going to be in for a really solid draft if they if they get it right you know tw- in the Victorian talent pool you know he's you know, they've got 12, 17, 18, 21 and 22. So that's five picks inside the top 25 in the Victorian mm. in the Victorian pool. So if they get it, if they can nail them, they're going to be a bloody scary team to watch, Collingwood.
0: I just want to say Georgia Gawley, uh, very unfairly delisted for mine. Only played the five games last year. Didn't get a crack <laughs> at it this year. Has had her struggles with injury. But from what I've seen of her at VFLW level, I think she's, Definitely got what it takes to be playing at the top level. So I so hope she another clock get, picks She
2: get picked up in the draft, you'd think?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can you plug so. her into your back line, plug her into your midfield group, you know, on a wing or on the halfback or whatever, and she'll she'll get the job done. So I think she definitely deserves to be picked up again, and I hope surprising she does.
2: surprising, though, that they'd get rid of someone like that anyway. But yeah, yeah we're not. We're not in charge here. Next club.
0: <laughs> the Ds. One of the most uh, aggressive trade periods from any club. The Ds made lots of changes. Uh, lots of players out going to other clubs. Harriet Corden, to Richmond. Bianca Jacobson to the Saints, Alicia Newman to Collingwood. Catherine Smith to GWS. Maddie Guerin and Aliso Day, both to Carlton and Ainsley Kemp delisted, which has turned out for them into a very strong draft hand with 5, 15, 17, 35, 41, and 49 and 55. So the D is going in with some of the most picks of any club, full stop. They've got a lot of mature players, Melbourne, uh, so maybe they've just decided it's time to add some more uh, some more young kids onto the list. What do you make of it, Doc?
1: Yeah, it's a, it, it's, a it's a really interesting case to dissect here, Melbourne, because, you know, I've thought... Their, their, their premiership window is as good as any right now for mine, and you know we saw we saw the way they battled battled on all all year this year through injuries and whatnot. They had a lot of a lot of ACL injuries. Um, by the way, can I just say Ainsley Kemp, another one stiff to be uh given give the give yeah, surely sure she'll get picked up by someone. Yeah, you know, I think like so? And I think that what I think that was what her third ACL um in her short career, so this year, so I think that's um, uh, very stiff, but back to Melbourne boys, I think it was just uh, it, 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 it's its a its a tough one, like, I don't understand why they would try and gut some of the, their list with getting rid of some of these players, I mean, O'Day's still in her prime, uh, Alicia Newman you know, we just touched on she's got a lot of upside, you know Cord- Cordner in particular, I was quite surprised being yeah, a... big
2: big one to lose I think
1: being such a handy, versatile tool mm. and, and also um, Bianca Jacobson being a handy, being another very handy player. But I think you, you said, you, I asked you the question off air cat, why yeah. would they do this? And you, and you touched on the youth about you know, perhaps bringing in some of the more younger players. And when you look at some of the younger players that they've got in this team at the moment, you know Libby Birch, you know former dog can't speak highly enough about her. Lily mm-hmm. Mithin, still you know in her early twenties. Kate Horst in her prime. Mm-hmm. Eden Zank is still relatively young, and you know you you, you touch on uh, players such as Tegan Cunningham and Daisy Pierce and Karen Paxman, Shelley Scott, one of our yep. favourites. They're not going to get any older. Or younger, I should say. They're not getting any well. That,
0: that's it. The, I think the thinking at the at the D's at the moment. A lot of these players clearly wanted to make their way out, and the thought's got to be: if we're in our premiership window, we've got a lot of older players, a lot of thirty-plus players on the list. If we can't win it this year, then well, we're kind of screwed for the future. So I can understand the letting a few players go uh, to get these draft picks because they do really need to start thinking about the future of the D's. But like you said, we've talked about the young talent. Uh, the Mithens and Zanka and Kate Hoare and Libby Birch, but they need more depth there because once, once Tegan Cunningham and Karen Paxman and Daisy Pierce are all retiring, then someone's got to fill the gap and it can't just be the players that are already there because suddenly the D's Ds talent pool has just dropped off that little bit. So look, I don't think it's as bad as some are saying for the D's. I think this is the right move.
2: Yeah, I've got them middle of the row. I've got them eighth in my ranking, boys. I think, like just all said, I think a lot depends on how the season pans out. Because if they draft well, when they mix that youthful blend with that good experience core, that's a lot of those players are in their prime. They could be on for a huge season. So it could easily be higher, but I've got them sitting eighth. Where have you got them, Doc?
1: Yeah, look, this is a controversial one, but I've got them down towards the bottom. I've got them at twelfth now. <laughs> this, this is you know, it's it's tough because you know I, I can see what Melbourne are trying to do and but for me for mine anyway if you if you gut list and take away you know six or seven players that should still be in this team and are still ready to go and fight for finals contention you know it's uh you know it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's it still kind of puzzles me a, a little bit but it it will be, it will be based on who they pick up at the draft come October, I think, you know, that they're in a good spot. And if these young ladies can fire the way like somebody like Maddie from Sparkers can, could do, or Chloe Malloy could do, you know, in, in their first season, then Melbourne are back up there and, they, and all, and all of a sudden 12th goes towards the top four. Hmm. But, but right now, you know, I just, I, it, it still kind of puzzles me a little bit why they, they, they would do something like this.
0: Yeah, look, I've been praising them, but I've got them down in 11th in terms of rankings. Uh, it, it's very dependent on the draft, like Doc says. I think it's the right way to go, but at the same time, lots of talent out. We will see. It'll come down to the next, the next couple of months for the Ds. Carlton, uh, next I was, up.
1: I was going to say, um, Mel, there's some serious Port Adelaide uh, vibes with, with Melbourne's women's team at the moment. They're, uh, they're yeah. shipping, off, shipping off some of their talented players for um, high draft picks. It might actually come back to, to get them.
0: We might have to revise this, yeah, come, come draft time. The Blues uh, got some quality in. Maddie Guerin and Aliso Day, as we just spoke about, from Melbourne coming in, and Charlotte Hammonds from the Suns. Out, very big out. Sarah Hosking to the Tigers. Wow. Jay Van Dyk to the Saints. Joanne Doonan, Katie Harrison, Sharni Whiting, and Emerson Woods all delisted. Uh, and the Blues draft hand now sits at 12, 28, 36, and 56. Alex Miller, very good to see a big-name recruit for the Tigers. Sarah Hosking has made her way over to help that midfield group out.
2: Yeah, Hosking is a huge pickup for the Tigers. But you look at the other side of the coin. as you said, Kat, big blow for the Blues because they get O'Day and who's good. And, you know, Charlotte Heaven's a good pickup as well, I reckon. But I think Van Dyke and Hosking, they, they, they've been at the club for a while. So in terms of knowing the game plan, the same group of players, like I said before it's i think it's the most important thing now in the aflw is list cohesion and uh, almost chemistry and being on the same wavelength so what they lose is is tough um but you know the, the draft picks are good that they have in terms of did you say 12 and 28 wasn't it yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's not too bad and then they've still got 36 so and they acquire that one via a trade so you know the blues aren't in the worst spot but i think hosking is such a big blow because what, you know, she adds to the Richmond lineup is is massive.
1: Yeah, look, I can definitely agree with that. You know, Sarah Hoskins a very really solid midfield piece. And, you know, but the, the the player that they got back in return, Alisa Day, I think still got, you know, at least two, three years of her best footy ahead of her. Oh, him. yeah, no doubt. But if you'd rather pick between the two, Doc, who would you take? I'd, I'd, I'd still go with O'Day because I think really? she's, she's a... She's a more versatile kind of player. She can also float forward and kick, give you two or three goals. Whereas I think Sarah Hoskins is more of a see ball get ball kind of player, which you know it, that's not a bad thing. But I think having somebody who's a little bit more potent in front of goal yeah. is is someone I would, I would I'd be more invested in. I think that's a, you know you look you look at how this midfield set up next year. You know you're going to have Chris Barkas, you're going to have Aliso mm. Day, you're going to have Katie Loins, you're going to have, and then there's Grace Grace Egan, George G apparently can float down there as well. You know that, that's a scary midfield, and I think that that almost you know very much completes them. And and, and the and the real big winner for Carlton is that they only gave up their uh, pretty pretty much the, that compensation pick they got from Richmond pick fifteen. Yeah, that's yeah. a bargain. Yeah, you
0: know, and, I think and, and I think these these trades have genuinely put the Blues up to premiership contention. Next year, uh, I wrote about this before the trade period, but the Blues, I think, have got all, everyone across every line now to really fire and make a genuine tilt for the flag come twenty
1: twenty one. Absolutely, I, I, I think you're spot. I think you spot on, Cat, and I think there's. <sighs> You know, if, if if Carlton weren't seriously challenging this year, they'll challenge. They'll they'll be up there again next year because mm. this list is this list from from top to bottom. You know, we talk about you know, we we hear we hear the phrase the best six and the worst six. Alex Miller and mm. their their worst six is still very very good. They'll be yeah. walk up starts in every team. Yeah,
2: I think um, it's it's going to be interesting. I've actually got them ranked second, but I think. Hosking is a big blow, but like you said, what they had to give up, they'd be pleased in terms of their return. So I've got the rank second boys from mine. I've got
1: them first. Got them first. First. Yeah, they're they they're they're first from mine as well. Boys, mm. so they're 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 set. And and look, they've they've still got a first round pick. It's not it's the seventh pick in the Victorian pool as well. So they they could they could they could enhance that midfield setup even more. If they really wanted to. And well, picks twenty twenty five. <laughs> 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 big news. We've Alice got Miller, Alice Miller. Alice Miller's got a surprise for us all here in the A3, <laughs> so stay tuned.
0: Next up, uh, the, the end of Conference B, we've got the Dockers who got a few a couple of recruits in. Jess Trend from North Melbourne's a very good pickup. Tani Testa, as we spoke about before, uh was delisted but has made her way over to the Dockers. So getting her for free, very solid for them. Out, of course, Taylor Bresland, uh, Mia Rae Clifford, Sarah Garston and Linda Rode, all delisted. Uh, And Kate Flood will not be available for the 2021 season. Draft hand wise, they are sitting with 14, 30 and 46. Obviously only having to compete with the Eagles. Uh, The draft pull for them probably doesn't matter all too much. Uh But I think for the Dockers, this is really, really strong. Just Jess Trend alone would have made this fantastic uh, draft period for them. So I rate this very highly.
2: Yeah, I've got them. I've got them 10th because like you said, Cat, what, what they pick up and Jess Trend is, a, is good for, for virtually, literally nothing almost. So I think, uh, and having pick 14 as your first pick is strong, as you said, I think competing with West Coast, meaning that, you know, there's still a good chance of landing a really, really good player, Doc. In terms of, you know, highly uh, skillful draft day. So I've got them tenth. I've got, I reckon, considering you know where Freo were, you know, an amazing reason they had last year, undefeated, obviously, dominating uh, Conference B. What they bring in, um, and literally give up not much. I've got them in a nice spot then. Yeah, I've I've got them.
1: I've got them sitting tenth too, Alex Miller. I think they're um. Yeah, they, they would have been. They would have been focused on retaining most of their list this year because it, uh, West Coast went on a went on a bit of a fire sale last year, as we as we all well and truly know now. But and and they and they actually came out better better off for it. Freo, I mean, they went through the season unbeaten. Um, but yeah, look, Jess Trent's a really good pick. Uh, I, I really she she's a, she's a very handy player. You know, we we've seen her best football as as a rebounding half back at North Melbourne. But yeah. I think I think games I saw games I saw North this year they, they trialed her a little bit more forward uh, cat. So mm. a, bit, a bit of versatility there for Freya, which is uh not 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 a bad way to uh, have your have your trade period.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They've already got a very good list. So adding these two players for basically peanuts is uh pretty good for mine. I've got them in seventh place. Uh, and, so and good for the Dockers.
1: And also, can I just add that, you know, the fact that they've got, you know, picks 14, 30 and 46, you know, I mean, it, it won't matter too much because, you know, Freo, they had, I think they, they picked up Mim Strom and Roxy Roo at really late picks as well last year. And they've both been, you know, outstanding finds for them this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got the Tigers up next.
1: And We're, We're flying from Conference B to Conference A now, and we are. We're down to the bottom,
0: are. down to the bottom of the other table. It was an interesting one for the Tigers. Big ins, but also big losses. I thought, uh, in terms of recruits, Harriet Coulton, who we spoke about before, good in for them. Sarah Darcy and Sarah Dargan and Sarah Hosking, all very, very strong uh, ins for the Tigers. But the big, the big red X on their trade period, I thought, was letting go of Grace Campbell. For pick forty-three, I believe it was. Now, if oh, that wise. isn't if what that isn't one of the wise. absolute worst trades of all time, uh, I don't know what is because oh. that's disgraceful from the Tigers. Uh, Al also, Taylor is not
1: pretty pleased. In terms of, in terms <laughs> just, of retirements, it.
0: retirements and delistings first, quickly as well. Laura Bailey, Lauren Tesserero, and Ella Wood all retired, and Kayla Butler, Cla- uh, Kira Fitzgerald, and Emma Horn all delisted. But Alex Miller, that is a shocking trade.
2: Oh, not pretty places—an oh. understatement, boys. I think you know what Grace Campbell offered a Tiger Outfit last year was a lot, um, and she tried her bloody guts out every time she second she was on that field. And can't say that for half the other uh, ladies that were out there; just did not have a good run at all. So, I think. <laughs> <laughs> very, very fru- I'm just so frustrated. You know, it's because like you said, Cap there's some really good ends. There's some good talent coming in, but what, what they give up is um is a lot. And we also lose seventeen and thirty one, but you know, you have to give that up to get the talent. But you know, I I think for an expansion team that uh, you know, did not deliver a single letter last year in terms of mail, they were owed six delivering parcels. So a single were- letter. Really disappointing because I really liked the way Grace Campbell went about it and that's a massive blow for um well she's gonna be exceptional for North Melbourne, no doubt about that. Um but yeah I've got the Tigers ninth because just so it's such a Ooh. middle of the row Yeah, because I'm not happy with it, Doc. I'm not happy at all.
1: I, I can tell you're not happy with that. And and look <laughs> I and, and I agree, you know, great. you know, Grace Campbell finished fourth in Richmond's BNF this year and the fact that you traded away traded away for pick forty three is an absolute insult, and I think the, it's the an insult to pick forty three, <laughs> not, not, not not even that's an insult to Grace Campbell. It's, it's terrible. terrible. You know she's she, such such a working midfield, and she was one of the, one of the few bright spots in that, that Richmond team this year. And I don't know who's in charge. I don't know who's in charge of the list list management at Richmond, but they need to have a, a huge a huge look at themselves, or at least a sack, because that, that's um. <laughs> That that that's that's deplorable. Oh. But now, I I, I want to say, boys, I'm really I'm really shocked that Ella would retire. I thought she um I thought uh, she, she had
2: much to much to bring off
1: herself absolutely, I thought I thought she I, thought she, had, I thought she brought a lot to the table. You know, a couple of ga- games I saw her play. You know, she um she looked like she t- she looked like she could take it on. Um, yep. But you know, sometimes sometimes you know you just I I read I read somewhere that she wanted to be back closer to home, uh, up in the okay. country, and and, 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 some, and that's fair enough in in, in this uh, in this day and age because you know it, it's you know this isn't a full time gig this is only part time this is only part time and you know some people you know, they just can't can't be can't be away with their families for, for you know elongated periods you know that's just how it works yeah but um no pretty disappointing also Nicola Butler I thought you know she I thought she was highly rated. I, I rated her a bit in the um the draft last year. Don't don't understand how sh- how she got sacked, but no.
0: <laughs> but she the, got the, the sack. She'd be another <laughs> one who other teams would be looking for with the delisted. Uh, she get picked up agency up period yep,
2: for mine. Oh, sure. she definitely she definitely finds a way to a, another list elsewhere. But I'll, I'll, I don't know, I'll... boys. I think it's it's such an if and arm like trade period because like, there is talent coming in, no doubt about that. But we saw what happened last year when we just put in talent. And the result was sweet f all. So we got to get the we've got to get a proper bit of um, cohesion going between the forwards and the midfields is the biggest thing. So I hope these ends uh, can offer something. But yeah, I've got them ninth because I'm just not happy.
1: <laughs> Where have you got I, them, Doc? I've got them. I've got them second. I think they, <laughs> second. What, Jeez. what what Richmond were looking for was some experienced heads around the ground, and they got that with. With the, with these players. They're all they'll all be in the round one team. What are they giving round. up? You you've still got the first pick in the draft as well. What so are giving yeah. Up?
0: <laughs> Look, I, I, I've I've moved I've done some shuffling around. I've moved West Coast and Frio down. I've put the Tigers in sixth. I think the ins are good, mm-hmm. but the Grace Campbell one just sours it a lot to me. Uh but sixth I think still good for them, but if they'd just done that a little bit
1: better, they could have been higher.
2: Just boffin' behavior, boys. Pure boffin' behavior. I, <laughs> classic boffin' behavior.
1: I, I, I think adding Sarah Hosking and, and Sarah Dargan, obviously the midfield was their biggest issue for mine uh, this year because Mon Conti was the one-woman the one show. Um, and I think having Sarah Hosking, I think Sarah Dargan can play minutes in there as well. And maybe there's scope for Sarah Darcy to be, to be up there as well. And and seeing Katie Brennan play a little bit more forward because I think that's her that's her go. Yeah. You know, if if they can they can reshuffle and retool some of these players back to original positions, I think I think they'll they'll be a much better outfit next year. And who they bring in will be interesting because I've heard the I've heard the name Scotty Gowen float, float around a lot. Can't Ooh. believe he got can't believe he got um got given the chop by North Melbourne, but you know, it's it's twenty twenty, this is the world we're living in. We're making <laughs> Extraordinary decisions. Grace Campbell going to North for peanuts and sacking Scott Gowans for a bloke that's already been in North Melbourne's coaching system. So. <laughs> Let's move
0: on so, to the uh,
2: Crows, Cap.
0: It's a weird year. Yes, Adelaide uh, brought in some good players. We talked about Manyard and uh, Jess Segenary before. Lisa Whiteley from the Giants also making her way over. Lots of outs for them. Uh, quite a few retirements uh, and players who just won't be... In the 2021 season, Courtney Cramey, Jess Foley, Courtney Gum, Sophie Lee, Maisie Nankavell, Ruth Wallace, uh, and Nicole Campbell and Jamie Tabb both getting delisted as well. Gee, it's Jamie a bit Tab, weird. Steve. Yeah, it's a bit weird for the Crows coming into the uh, the draft. They've only got the three picks, so you'd be thinking a few delisted free agents will be coming their way uh, at the start of the 2021 season. I thought. Uh, well, not, not bad ins for the Crows. Uh, they've still got that pick four, obviously, so they'll have some good South Australian talent coming their way. Uh, and the ins are, look, Segenary is uh, not a bad player, might be more depth than anything else. Munyard, you think, will be coming into play pretty much every week? And I don't know much about Lisa Whiteley. Uh, what do you make of it, Doc?
1: Oh, look, I really like Adelaide's uh, trade period, uh, cat. I mean, I can't speak highly enough about Hannah Munyard. I think she'll... She'll be in that team right away. Um, she's, you know, we talk about her pace, her skill set. She's, um, and and it comes at a really good time too because those retirements, uh, you know, they're huge. I mean, we talk about Courtney Cramey being such a, a cornerstone piece in Adelaide's premiership teams. Uh, mm. Sophie Lee was very good for them last year when they won the, their second flag, and so was Jess Bowley. So, I think bringing these players in, uh was was so critical and look i can't say i know a great deal about lisa whiteley either because you know she, she's only played maybe what one or two games for for the giants and but i think she, she'll get she'll get an opportunity to um to show what she's capable of i think she could she, she, she could cover she could cover that role that courtney cramie did so well you know being being the sweeper off of half back alex miller what do you reckon
2: yeah, I think, I think, you know, really, really good pickups. So I think, you know, you mentioned money on before in particular, I think that's a, a big one, but I, don't know, I think, you know, it's not really the crowd's fault, but in terms of the retirees and delistings, they lose a lot of, a lot of depth and a little bit of um, talent. So I think, yeah, I haven't, I've got them dead last boys in my row. I've got them four oh
1: Oh, Wow.
0: Yeah, look, I've got them down at tenth, just because I think they didn't quite bring in the same level of talent to replace the uh, the going outs. But look, Munyard was always going to be a good pickup, and they've still got that pick four, so I think they've done okay for themselves.
1: I've I've actually got them up higher up. I've got them around fourth. Um, fourth. I think I, I, I think Hannah Munyard can can be a can be a legitimate star in this in this competition in in oh, in the hell? coming in the coming years, and I think Jess Sedgman will be a. A very very good player for them as well because I think when you look back at what she did in the first year, the premiership year, you know she's such a she's such a hard worker and you know she her her run and pace along half four in the wing. I think it's going to be so beneficial for them going forward as they try and hold on to you know this this good team. It's a good team, Adelaide. I mean, no, no one's go, yeah. no one's gonna no one's gonna discredit that. I mean they. Didn't have a group. Didn't have a good year this year, but you know that's through no no fault of you know the playing group themselves. I mean they missed mm. they missed their two co-captains for the large the large portions of the year, but you know this this is still a good list, and I think it's um yeah. it's it's capable of doing damage next year, and and I think these three inclusion, I think Whitley can be something as well. I think these these three these three players can be something for them going forward. Fourth is high, but there it is. It, <laughs> it is
0: high. Uh, he's, he's gone for a different call, Alex Docherty, here, but we don't mind it. Uh, the Crows are... Not the Crows, sorry. The Cats are up next, uh, who actually didn't do anything in the trade period. No.
2: no. no. they just throwing some picks around in the backyard and see what's landed in their lap. So no the one picks. in.
0: Mel Hickey and Anna Teague have both retired. And Cassie... Mel Hickey's be B-1. Kate, Cassie oh, yeah. Blakeway and Gemma Wright also both delisted. Do, uh, do, you, re-
1: do you reckon they need Graham... Stephen Wells, Alex Miller, to come in, come in and and,
2: and, and, show, and show and show the Geelong W team away. Uh, yeah, he'd flip all those picks for you know half the top five players in the league. No, he's Stephen Wells. He's just got away with words and mystical hands. He's an absolute business genius with those mazi- magic magic hands. He can just hands. write down. He can write down something on a bit of paper, and that's it. The deal's done. He's done it. So he can write anything. He's a genius. But um, yeah, the Cats is Australian, isn't it, Cat? Because we we talked about. You know, the, the, the listings isn't, a, isn't too bad and the retirees. But, you know, the Cats had a bit of an off year, two and four. But they didn't bring in a whole lot. They shuffle back from five to go to 10. But then they gained 15 spots, picking up 20 and 27, respectively. Yep. So, it's not the worst thing. I've got them 13th. But, you know, it's, it's not like they, they could have done more, obviously,
1: because they did nothing, really. Um, <laughs> so, that's a strange one. I, I don't know where you boys have got them. Um, look, I've gone towards the bottom end as well. I've got them uh, sitting 13th, the oh. Cats. I mean, yeah, look, to be honest, if, if you if you have a look at what Geelong are doing, they're, they're more concerned about bringing in players locally and, and, and letting them develop yeah. in, into the team. They don't want to bring in anybody from the metro area. And, and, and that's and that's actually quite a good call, really. I mean, that, there's no... I reckon, you know, Geelong's. You know, I, I can't say I go to Geelong frequently, but you know, they're they're very very um. If ever, yeah, if if, <laughs> if, if ever, but it, it it just sounds like they're they're trying to be a more of a you know community based team, and I and I kind of like that. You know, I think the trade they made with Melbourne to offload pick five and get you know these these picks back ten twenty twenty seven. You know, they they've already got and they've already got twenty one as well. I think that's going to that's going to help them in the future. I think. Yeah, definitely. Because
2: like, like you said, Doc, they're building a cultural identity. And another good thing is, yeah, local talent says that the Metro players, piss off pretty much. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just curious.
0: I'm curious how they're going to fill the, uh, the gap, in, not even just on field, but culturally with Mel Hickey uh, retiring. Obviously, he's been the captain there. Uh, since they came into the comp, and she's a she huge her around.
2: Chat and do some stuff at the club, maybe.
0: Yeah, look, you'd think, you'd think maybe they slot her in somewhere off field, uh, whether that be coaching or development or something like that. She's yeah. just really the heart and soul of the cats, so it'll be interesting to see how they adapt to life yeah, without yeah, but- her.
1: Surely they give her the assist- assistant coaching role next year.
0: It's a, give it the head coaching role.
2: <laughs> did did you have the cats cats? with the rankings. <laughs> with the uh, rankings.
0: Yeah, look, I had them down in that thirteenth as well. Obviously, oh, they, didn't, didn't, they didn't. really do yeah, anything. <laughs>
2: it's
0: just the just the trade around. So, yeah. interesting to see uh, how it'll be for uh, the cats. the, the Suns. Suns, the Gold oh, Coast yes. Suns. Um, not a lot of action for the Suns either. More players leaving than coming in. Ali Drennan was their only uh, pick-up pickup. Trades in Charlotte Hammonds, we mentioned before, made her way to the Blues, Taylor Smith to the Lions, and a few deal listings. Uh, Georgia Breward, Lexi Hamilton, Maddie Roberts, Taylor Thorne, in Katara, Wap all oh, being delisted for the Suns. I've uh,
2: got them. Where do I have them? Hold on, let me check the list. 12, it's going 12. <laughs> uh,
0: their draft picks they only hold three picks, surprisingly 723 yeah. and 56, uh, which is probably not ideal for the Suns given they only brought Drennan in. and you'd think they'd be looking for a few more uh, mature-age, talented players. They picked up quite a few young players last year, the Suns, uh, and obviously brought in a few with the likes of Tiana Ernst making a way up there to add some experience. Um, what did you make of it, Doc, for the Suns?
1: Yeah, look, I would have loved I would have loved to see them go hard for a few other players because I think as much as we loved watching uh, Gold Coast's um, uh, team develop in front of our very eyes this year. Cat, there's still a couple of, a couple of glaring issues for mine. I think, you know, finding finding a key forward to help out, um, Kalinda Howarth would would have been Massive. handy. Yeah, I would I would have thought. Yeah, you know, and also, you know, a, a a big midfielder that that can, you know, a staff power midfield help some of these other, these other mids get along because that I watched that elimination final against Freo and they got absolutely, monstered in in yeah. stoppages in clearances. Um I it's like, interesting, I'll, isn't it?
2: Because Doc, we said at the start of last year that the big issue was going to be their defence and the Suns were really, really good down back all year, and you said their their problems were forward of the ball, which was strange.
1: Yeah. I mean when well you you look at Gold Coast forward structure. I mean, apart from kalinda Howard, I think I think it was Britt Perry as well, who had a really good year as well. Who 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 else who else is um where else gonna get your goals from? Um but I like, but nonetheless, I do like the I do like the addition of um Ali Drennan. She's very, uh, she's very tough, very very good runner as well, cat, and she knows how to find the footy news as well as you as you probably would have seen at her time at St Kilda. Yeah. So I I, th- I think that can definitely help their um their midfield problems a fair bit. I think I think mm. that they, they I reckon they look they're looking pretty pretty set on having Jamie Stanton as the number one mid, and and trying to build a midfield brigade about uh, around her, but. You know, I would have liked to have seen some th- throw, 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 um, you know, a, a big, a big deal at somebody like, like an Emma Carney, or for example, Just... not, not saying, not saying that she will <laughs> come, but
2: yeah, but the offer, yeah, I know what you mean,
1: but yeah, like make, making a big offer to, to one of the one of these, um, you know, a grade players because I think, yeah, th- that that will definitely help Gold Coast go further in, in 2021. Look, I've got them night, it's, um, not it. I reckon if it wasn't for the addition of Drennan, they would have they would have been further down. But I think she she's going to add a lot to that Gold Coast on Ball Brigade next year. Where do you pick them, Chad?
0: Uh Look, I've gone dead in 12th. They probably could have done more, but I think uh, the oh, delisted the delisted free agent period, I think they'll have plenty of options to choose from if they want to come up to Queensland. So it'll be interesting to see what the Suns do there.
2: Yeah, as mentioned before, I do have them 12th as well.
1: All right. Ready to go.
0: The Lions are next off the chopping block. Uh, Once again, another team that didn't do all too much, only bringing in Taylor Smith from the Suns. Out, Ariana Clark has retired, and Hannah Hillman and Brianna McFarlane both delisted. The Lions are only holding three picks, 837 and 38, but after last year, you'd think uh, they performed probably above what everyone was expecting. Uh, So they're going in with some confidence in their list this year, Alex Miller.
2: Yeah, that was the biggest thing I was going to say, Kat. Like, like you said, they've got confidence in this group in terms of their development, taking the next step and improving on what was a strange season because, you know, the Lions came in an interesting spot. They're probably going to be middle of the pack, maybe towards the bottom. And to finish third, I think they'll take a lot out of it in the group. So hopefully that fast tracks their development. I think Smith is a good pickup. Obviously uh, quite local in terms of just over, over the road at the Suns. I think um, she adds a bit of something. So, I think, you know, the Lions did pretty well on of list. I reckon I've, I've got them 11th here, on my voice.
1: Yeah, I've, I've got them 11th as well, uh, Alex Miller. And I think the, the biggest thing for Brisbane, for mine, is that they've managed to keep all the, all of their list intact. Obviously, it was, yeah. it was, it was raided and pillaged by the Gold Coast Suns last year. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, us included, thought that um, they were going to be in for a really rough, rough go of things um, this year. But, They've proven everybody wrong, as they've so often done since the start of the W, and you know, there, there's a lot lot of promise. I uh, I I would, I don't mind the addition of Taylor Smith. I'd love to see where she fits in amongst the grand scheme of things. Uh, listed as a key forward, so even still, I mean, that, that's going to be um, competition for spots there with the likes of Jesse Wardlaw and um, Dakota Davidson, because I thought those two really um, broke out this year. And I think she might play a- up on the wing. You reckon? Jeez. Yeah, I have got a feeling. And 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 seeing seeing some of the players that they brought in this year recommit for a further two years. I mean, Greta Bodie, you know, Davidson just mentioned uh, Talia Hickey, Postlethwaite as well, Maria Maloney. It's you know, it's an exciting time to be a Brisbane and I think they they really didn't need to do much. I think they've got they've got the core the core genesis of their list with them. Yeah. And I think they they're gonna. Use that to expand themselves a, a bit further in heading into the draft, boys. So 11th of mine, Alex Carolina. Uh,
0: I know I just said I had the Suns at 12th, but I've shifted them down and put the Lions at 12th instead. <laughs> <laughs> so the Suns are now 13th and the Cats are now fourteenth. Like throw, like,
2: throw them wherever they want. Change I'm picking, it, picking and
0: choosing, and chopping and changing my mind as we go. Uh, I it's, think the Lions, the Lions are in for a good year. Probably didn't need to do too much for the trade period. So uh, I think they're, like I said before, happy with what their list is now.
1: GWS Elf Carolina. South Carolina of just loves putting them at number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better not be putting GWS at number one, mate. Now, let's GWS. talk about the Giants, Kat.
0: Yes. Uh, they've only brought in once again another so all the teams that we've saved for last are the ones that have barely done anything. Uh, only brought in Catherine Smith from Melbourne out. Lisa Whiteley, as we said before, to the Crows, uh, and a few delistings and retirements, Ellie Brush, Maggie Gorham and Ingrid Nielsen. Into the draft, they've got nine, twenty-nine, forty-two, and fifty-three. Another team who seems to be backing their squad in uh, for this year. We know we know they've got talent all on all lines on the list of giants. Uh, so, uh, quite a quiet trade period from them, but probably probably necessary for what they needed.
2: Yeah, what do we they ba- just
1: got the right ins and ants, what, what do we make about the addition of Cat Smith, boys? I I, I think that's a really um a really strange one. Yeah, I'm
2: not sure what what the brain theory is behind that, but there's uh, a reason for sure, but I'm, I'm not sure quite where she slots in exactly. But, you know, it, it's interesting as well because, you know, the Giants, like you said, don't have a hole in the draft capital. So, yeah, it's an interesting spot for them.
1: Yeah, uh, look, I would have I liked to see GWS target somebody with a bit more outside class and a bit more... And a bit more poised going inside fifty because it's still it's still a big issue for them go, uh, this year, you know. And we know we know they made we made finals and they probably should have beaten Melbourne, but they just couldn't couldn't finish the game when they really needed to. And having somebody bringing in somebody like Cat Smith, look, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to slight Cat uh, Smith. I think she's a talented athlete. But you are, but, but she <laughs> but she's not exactly what they're looking what GWS should be looking for. I mean, Cat Smith yeah. is a a, a, a tough. Um, Run with player capable of shutting down some of the game's best forwards, but yeah, you know, maybe, maybe there is maybe there is um scope for her to play a little bit more further up the ground. And you'd and you'd probably what you'd probably hope so because you know, there's you know a lot of it, a lot of GWS's midfielders are in and under players who just enjoy winning clearances. Um, yep.
2: now it's, it's a fair call. Uh, what do you think of them, cat, out of this trade period?
0: Yeah, look like the Lions. I think I really I like them back in their list probably a bit more because their draft hands that little bit better um, than the Lions. So I'm pretty happy with them. I've have sat them about ninth. Obviously they could have done more trades in, but
2: yeah, I think the I'm.
0: the list is strong as it is, and they should uh, should go well again this season. The Giants.
2: Yeah, that's that's exactly where I had them. cat I had them ninth middle middle of the row.
1: I had them 14th, boys. Someone's got to be last, <laughs> dead last. So, someone's got to be last and you know unfortunately, you know the Giants, you know they, I don't know, I I really don't know where they're at as as a football team. I think there's mm. they, 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 their list is good. I mean, I'm not trying I'm not trying to uh bag, bag the team, but it's I I just really don't know where they're at. They should be better than what they and what they're putting out at the moment. And get better. I mean, get better, seriously <laughs> Get better And with <laughs> the last off. on Doc's
2: list, there's a last one to go, Cap
0: There is North Melbourne, our final uh, team to look at Obviously we <laughs> talked about before the Grace Campbell deal Which was an absolute rot, And I'd honestly put North many higher spots than I would have otherwise Just because of that uh, Abby Green, as we said before, made her way to the Pies, Jess Trent to Frio, and a few dealer sings with Chloe and Libby Haynes, uh, Taylor Macidi, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce Myreid's last name, but one of the Irish recruits <laughs> that they picked up last year. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make an absolute you wanna <laughs> no, Do you want to try Alex
1: Miller? No,
2: thank
1: do Do you want to try Alex Miller? No, thank you. No,
0: thank you, <laughs> Mr. no disrespect to you, Myreid, but uh, I'm certainly no Gaelic expert here, so... Not even going to give it a crack. Uh, but what we do we make? A- what
1: a- do we A3 Island Special coming up? <laughs> what did we? What
0: did we make of North Melbourne's trade period, gentlemen?
1: I really liked it. I really, really
2: liked it. Aggressive, you know, strong. Getting Grace Campbell, massive pickup. They get twenty-two and forty-four, and fifty. So if you look at the draft now, you know, a team that finished top of Conference A, they walk in with 13, thirteen, twenty-two. Uh, they also walk in with uh, forty-four. So. And it basically,
0: basically made something out of nothing. North Melbourne did that's that. That's exactly what I mean. The pick swap as well to kind of improve their position and shuffle it around. It's so a
2: massive, thing, thing.
0: Yeah, they'll be looking. I'm sure they'll have their targets that they know will be able to add to this team. North, not that they need to add to it. They've already got one of the best midfields in the competition.
2: And then you put Grace Campbell into that team. That's the thing. That's why. That's why, they, why they're going to be great next year.
0: The big thing about that, though, Doc, is that adding that. Another experienced midfielder in uh, releases Jazzy Garner to pretty much play as a permanent forward if she wants to. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's a it's a really good it's a really good um, conundrum for Darren Crocker and North Melbourne's coaching staff here because you know they've got they've got an abundance of talented bids already as as it is. I mean, you had um, and the addition of Campbell's going to you know it's going to give them a lot more options. You know, you know, plan A's to C's and D's and E's and what what have you, but it's um oh look we we've already spoken about Grace Campbell and how good she good she how well she finds the footy, but you know having having her in now you, know, you could you could push you know Emma Carney as a forward you can you know, play yeah you know, Garner as a as a permanent forward as well. I don't know how, I don't know how you feel about that boys but. I would, I would, pro- I wouldn't mind seeing Jazzy Garner play permanent forward and take the comp by storm. I think yeah, Jazzy uh, she, Garner can
2: play wherever she likes as long as she keeps playing elite football. Like she does. So <laughs> I don't mind where she plays.
0: Yeah, look, if I was the coach of North Melbourne, I'd let Jazzy tell me where she wants to play. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be telling her where to go. <laughs> no. She probably knows better than I
1: do. Are, are we putting Jazzy Garner in the Maddie Rail category? Are we, Alice? <laughs> Well, Jazzy uh, Garner
0: was a thing before Maddie Rail was a thing. Straight from your mouth, Doc. Last year, she's the best player in the comp by a country. So, look, if she's, we know she's, she's got the height, she's got the uh, the marking capability, and she's a great set shot as well, Jazzy. So, if you want, if they want a forward, if they want a midfield, put her wherever. Wait to put job.
2: the uh, North Melbourne Kangaroos uh, Alex Doherty.
1: I had them eighth. Uh, I've, you know, I, I th- I think you know if it wasn't for the uh, the Grace Campbell edition, they would have been sitting at the bottom because they didn't really need to do much. But um, it, it's a really good get for them, and I think oh, it, they, they were already they were already premiership favourites before this year, and now all of a sudden, you know, it's only it's only going to make them all the more scarier. the only The only question I've got now is what Darren Crocker wants to do with this list. I mean, it's a it's a it's a really good list, and there's a lot of players that have recommitted for um for 2022. You know, Janet Bruton, Abatangelo, Ashmore, uh, Ellie Gavalas... As well, Talia Randall Biff Saad got a two-year extension as well Which we love to see um, Sarah Wright, one of your favourites Alex Miller, has contracted for two years So yeah. there's, uh, this North Melbourne team Is going to be a bloody scary unit To watch in, in 2021 well, yeah, I've actually okay. got
0: them All the way up in third uh, I think just in context of the team Like I said before, that making something out of nothing uh, Really good for North Melbourne Considering they finished top of the table So third for mine
1: well, And first and first, after, and first for you, Alex Miller, it's North Melbourne. It's out of the box. North Melbourne number <laughs> one, boys.
2: Now, obviously, the Grace Campbell thing is huge. But as I mentioned earlier, the biggest thing that North takes out of this is draft currency. You know, a team that finished, again, right. top of Conference 8, walks out with 13. They walk out also with 22, Alex Doherty. They also <laughs> walk out with 44 and 50 in the draft. I reckon well, there's a bit of Dermot about Alex hole. Miller
0: there.
2: <laughs> North Melbourne are top <laughs> oh, <forbid>. of my <laughs> list. <laughs> I,
1: I, I've got to say, and you know, yeah, it's a, the, that draft currency, you, you've raised a good point there, Alex Miller, because, you know, 13 and 22, that's already, you know, very formidable numbers. But if you whittle it down to the Victorian pool, it's two picks inside the top 15. That's, so, right. that's huge. That's huge. This is North Melbourne, mate. <laughs> this, is like, this is why
0: like they're the top theme.
1: I was
2: thinking, boys. Before before we go out the show, we could all quickly wrap through our list. If Alice Kalana has written his down,
0: <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> I have. All right, I'll, but, I'll I'll go I'll go first then, top to bottom. We've got a uh, Carlton, St Kilda, North Melbourne, Collingwood, the Bulldogs, Richmond, West Coast, Frio, GWS, Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane, Gold Coast, and Geelong.
1: Doc, I've got from top to bottom, uh, Carlton. Richmond, the Doggies, Adelaide, St. Kilda, West Coast, Collingwood, North Melbourne, Gold Coast, Fremantle, Brisbane, Melbourne, Geelong, and GWS.
2: I've got uh, Adelaide Crows last. And then I've got uh, Geelong, Gold Coast, Brisbane, Fremantle, GWS, Melbourne, Richmond, West Coast, St. Kilda, Bulldogs in fourth, Pies in third, Blues in second, and North Melbourne round out the top four, and North are the champions of the trade (laughs) period.
1: Beautiful, that's huge from you, Alfie. Beautiful, all right, currency baby.
0: (laughs) I think that's uh, that's that's a wrap for us this week on the A340 podcast. Let us know uh, your thoughts on who did the best and the worst in the AFLW trade period on a3footy at gmail.com. Of course, we're on all the socials as well, a 3 footy podcast on Facebook and Instagram, A3 footy, at a3footy on Twitter as well. Uh, it's uh, Finally, boys, we've actually got a little break from the footy for a couple of days, but we will, of <laughs> course, have the round review we, coming your way.
1: The, 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 uh, the footy might sleep, but we certainly don't. <laughs> the boys are up That's all night, what they pouring say. through the stats.
2: They say the footy frenzy's over, cap, but I'm just looking through the fixtures. There's still games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and all this shit. So, God knows what's going on in the AFL house. I'll t- tell you what as well.
1: We're getting a second round, Miller. haven't you heard? I How have you seen not these? want more
2: footy I do not want more footy
1: festival. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just to the, the <laughs> They so barely
2: they're got out of, out of the first one. <laughs> I think uh, the last thing we did is more blokes collapsing like bloody... Hamburgers falling down and <laughs> just going everywhere. So I think um it's exciting times though. The footy's going well. We're excited, boys, to we'll see the AFLW back very soon, hopefully.
0: Oh yes. Yes, we've got and I think it's uh they provided the start dates. I think it's is it the end of January or start of February, something like
1: start that. Start of Feb. I I bel- yeah, I believe it is the start of February. Yeah. And, and we- of course
0: there's the draft coming in October as well, so stay yes. tuned for that.
1: And we've got the draft, you know. Alex Miller and my and my mob. We've got the we've got the top two picks in the draft. So we're going to discuss Ooh. who the who the best Victorian is. Very exciting
2: times.
0: All right. Well, I think uh, I think with all that said, I've been Alex Catalano. I've
1: been Alex Miller, and I've been Alex Docky.
0: Stay tuned for the round 12 round recap, I believe it is, Uh, next after this. That is correct. Thanks for listening. (laughs) See you later.